0: Welcome to Sportsbeat KC, the Kansas City Star's daily sports podcast. It's Friday, June 2nd, and I'm Blair Kirkoff. We're talking Chiefs today, or rather, the Chiefs are talking to us. You'll hear from the coordinators, Dave Tobe, Matt Nagy, and Steve Spagnuolo. They met with reporters and shared their thoughts about OTAs and gave us their impressions about some of the newcomers. Tobe is first up. He spends much of his Q&A session talking about the new kickoff rule that will allow teams to fair catch a ball inside the 25 and get the ball at the 25. He doesn't like it. After Tob, you'll hear from Nagy about the offense and then Spagnolo on the defense. Okay, let's get started.
1: I was down here, so. <laughs> All right. Uh, I don't like it you know i, I think Andy kind of said it all you know uh, with what he said I, I totally agree with him but it's um not something we're happy about you know I was on a committee that went up there and and um, looked at it looked at all the injuries and, and looked at the uh you know the concussion tape and everything and and we advised them that it wouldn't be something that would probably make the place safer we didn't think but um you know as it's well documented now but <laughs> they they passed it I mean i obviously there's a lot of um, you know, reasons why, you know, I mean, because of the numbers were up and you have to do something, you know, and I understand that. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's the rule now and we're going to deal with it and we'll coach it up and and try to turn it into an advantage for us. You, you know? mentioned just having to do something Did you anticipate or did you offer maybe other potential Well, <laughs> you, up there? you know, some things that, some things that we, we said was that we would help, you know, as a, a united group, is try to coach it out of the game, coach the head out of the game. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that's one of the things that we were, we brought up. We didn't have a, a, a solution like a, a play or, or, or a new rule change that would make the play safer uh, right now. But what we have to do is, as coaches across the board, offense, defense, and special teams, is, is teach players to keep their head out of the out of the tackling because it was the it was the kickoff team guys. Most of the most of the injuries, most of the concussions, happened on the kickoff team guys coming off a block and then throwing their head in front of a you know throwing in, in front of a, a returner. And they were getting concussions, so we have to do a better job coaching uh, the head out of the game. If we do that, we'll get the numbers down to a reasonable number. Do you have any, sorry, do any estimation just uh, among coaches you've chatted with. If a lot of you guys went, just how significantly this will decrease is the number? Of we don't know. We don't. We don't know. I mean, right now, our. I mean, we, we thought there might be more. You know, there might be more returns. There might, you know, just because you make a fair catch, the play's not over. I mean, you, you you're you know, because it's a free ball. If you drop the ball. It's a it's a free you know, it's a it's a free ball. It's so the, the guys are gonna be covered until that ball is caught. So that's not gonna change. So it's still gonna be a physical play. You know.
2: Other than you losing a potentially exciting play, what, what's your what are your issues with the new rule? Like what specifically
1: I just think it's a there's a lot of strategy involved. Um, you know, if you're a team that's trying to get back into the game, like you're behind and you're on on kickoff and you're trying to Create a turnover, try to pin a team, make them go the long distance. You know, one of the strategies was to kick it high and and try to tackle them inside the ten. Maybe you know, make them, may force them to return it. Maybe force a turnover. Um, They have to have maybe cause a penalty, maybe a fumble, you know, whatever, you know, and get the ball back. You know, I mean, really for your for your offense. I mean, that that was a huge strategy. That's now, uh, you know, if you're a a good kickoff team that's going to loop the ball down, they could just. Fair catch it and you know and and then get the ball to twenty five every time. Kind of take that away. So it was a big you know strategic thing that was taken away from us as as special teams coaches.
2: You've always been an aggressive guy in terms of running kicks back. Yes, I know you're not going to give us anything spe- any specific, but are there general in in general? Do you see you guys using that we, much when you're the return team?
1: We'll use the re- we'll use it in certain circ- circumstances, like you know if we're up in a game, for instance, and you know and and. We don't want to take a shot on goal because they kick the ball to us, and, and it might be uh, better for the team just to fair catch it and take it at the twenty-five. We'll do it, you know. But it's not something that we're going to do a lot. I'm going to tell you that. You know, if they kick the ball to us, we will return it. You guys know that. Uh, we want everybody on the same page. We're going to be aggressive. You can't you can't have it both ways. Your kickoff return team. When they turn and run, they have to think that you're coming out with it every time. If you if they're back there looking to see if he's fair catching or not, the guy's running by him and you have nothing. So you have to be all on the same page. It has to be one or the other. Yeah,
3: the XFL's got the interesting rule where they had the guys on the line of scrimmages moved all the way down and they came yeah. out. From there. Did you guys consider that? Did yeah, you know, we, we did. Way? We
1: looked at that. We we looked at tape, you know, on the uh, up in uh, NFL films in Jersey. Uh, we watched it. Uh, it's something that we could possibly go to someday. I mean, that, that could be the next step. Who knows? Uh, but it is something that, I like it because there's more returns. There's returns, and they put the ball back at the 30. You're kicking off from the 30. And I love it because there's more returns. It you
0: seems know? that Kadarius and Pacheco might have expanded roles this year, especially after last year. Do you anticipate having new returners? Oh, yeah.
1: That? Yeah, I do. I do anticipate that. Um, you know, some guys that are doing really well right now, you probably want to know. Prince is looking good as a running back. Uh, he, he reminds me so much. of You guys remember Nile Davis? He reminds me of Nile. He even has the same number. Uh, didn't do it in college, but you know he's showing um, um, traits right now that so much he he reminds me so much of Nile that it's kind of scary, you know. And Nile was pretty good for us, and you know as he went on, obviously the touchdowns and um, you know so I, I I see him in that role. Um, Richie James uh, is a guy that you know he's got experience, did it in, in NFL games, which is that's huge as we know, and um, you know he's definitely in the mix. Um, uh, Ross, the other one, you know, at number eighty-five. He's he's another guy that got great speed. Uh, you know, had injury problems at, at at Cincinnati, but you know if he could stay healthy, he's he's definitely in the mix. He's probably one of our fastest players back there. You know, and then you still you still got Sky and you, and you got Emir. Uh, uh, we have a we have a bunch of guys that are possible guys that, that can do that for us.
3: Couple more. I know you're not running things like live and tackling people. last year you, you lost some of your key special teams guys and you had to work these new guys into it you're going to have a probably more of a group for a second year. yeah
1: everything goes in cycles like last year we had the cycle of young players you know and, and, and and they did a great job and they got better and better as the year went on and then obviously in the playoffs we were reaching our peak it took a while to get there but we were playing good football then when we needed to they're all back all those guys are back so they're going to be that much better now we got a new group of young players coming in so as a group I, I predict it will be better, you know, right from the start.
3: Anybody that you can tell that's gonna gonna help you
1: early? Uh, of the of the new young players. Yeah, I know it's hard right now. It, it's really hard. Um, I, I'm excited about the linebacker. I, I talked about Prince. I'm excited about the young linebackers, uh, Moore and Jones, the two free agent kids that we have. Um, I like our the, the kids that we drafted, uh, 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 Connor and. Um, um, Jones. Jones, yeah, both both of those guys are gonna help us right off the bat. Um, you know, and then the D lineman, the defensive end, uh possibly, you know, some some role play, but not 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 so much as a four-phase guy. But I'm excited about the young players, but really it's those last year's young players that are getting better that we're gonna, you know, guys like Cochran and Nazi, you know, he, he towards the end of the year, Nazi Johnson as a as a gunner, he was playing better than, than anybody in the league. So I'm excited about him. He'll probably be your number one gunner coming in the next year. Last
0: two, Neilson, go
1: ahead. Coach, you had some
3: huge plays both in the AFC championship yep. game on returns that set up what ended up being game-winning field goal, which was another big play. The Super Bowl a, a huge return. And of course you win it on the field goal. Yep. Can you talk about how sweet it is to play big good in the biggest
1: game? It was it was it was really sweet because of the way the year went, you know, the way the we had a tough year you know, throughout the year with, you know, with the muffs and young players making dumb mistakes and uh, me coming out in front of the media every week trying to tell you we're going to get better, we're going to get better. And then uh, a little bit of redemption, obviously, in the championship game with Sky. I mean, I felt so good for him that he was able to have two big returns for us and help us win that game. And then the punt return, uh, obviously, in the Super Bowl with Kadarius was huge. Uh, And it was a big... uh, it was it was it was good for the whole group. Whole room was so 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 elated about that. And then Bucker being able to kick the, the game winner with his ankle, starting off at the first first game with a sprained ankle, and all year long he was dealing with that. Uh, being able to put it all together when we needed it most meant a lot.
3: Last Dave, this is probably what you just said might be your answer to this, but I just wondered if I could tap into what leads you to think that aggression is. is- the way to go with, with returns and things like that, especially obviously. Why that. is it? Yeah, I just wondered like, what,
1: what prompts you to. to- How are you going to score a touchdown if you don't return it? You know, I mean, if you just take a fair catch, I mean, if they're, if they're kicking the ball to you and everybody gets their blocks and you have the ball kicked to you in, in, a, in a situation, um, you, you return it. You know, you block it up and you go. You know, there, there, like I said, there will be times when we'll have a, it'll be a special play when we fair catch it. But you'll you'll be able to tell that we're doing that, you know. He's going to be protected. We'll have guys out and blocking in front of him, and he'll be able to catch it. And we'll take the ball at twenty five when we need it. But we're going to stay aggressive. Thanks
0: everybody.
1: Right. Thanks. 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 Thanks everybody. Okay. Thank
0: you, Bill. Here is Matt Nagy. He's back as offensive coordinator, replacing Eric Bieniemy, who's now with the Washington Commanders. And, of course, the enemy replaced Nagy, who left after the 2017 season to become the head coach at the Chicago Bears. Here is Matt Nagy.
4: All right. How's everybody doing? Good. Good Good to see you all. I was
0: going to be back at the
3: mental
4: at OC. Yeah, it it, it feels good, you know, just to get back, um, really just in football in general, just from from the season last year was such a joy. It was a lot of fun. like I said before, familiar faces for me, but um, now we're back at it. You know, short off season, which will trade off any 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 year, and uh, we get back to it. Matt, what do you guys lose in,
3: in Juju moving on, and, and how do you re- replace and fill that void?
4: Yeah, Juju did such a great job last year coming in, learning the system. Uh, you know, in general, those new guys last year, it, just working through the timing element of the routes, and and I think he did such a great job that you could see it click with Pat. Um, you know, really towards the end of training camp and then taking it into the season. He had a great feel in, in different zones and just kind of understanding the offense. So he's also a vet. You know, he has some, some good experience. So um, we, we understand that and we wish him the best. But at the same point in time, we love our wide receiver room right now. The guys are competing and um, it's, it's at a point right now that is always fun when there's new guys that come in from other places or rookies um, for them to learn who Pat is and the other quarterbacks, and work work through that that cohesion that they that they have. But Juju, great player, and you know, but we got a lot of great guys here. We like to. There's
3: been a lot of stuff about Kadarius potentially being this top mm-hmm. receiver for you guys. What makes him that internally
4: for you? Well, I think we all see um, what he can do when the football's in his hands. And again, the same type of deal. He comes over halfway through the season. It's a whole new offense. He's got to learn um, the ins and outs and. And, and so you have that point, and he was able to do that. And it's exciting now for us to be able to take that to year two and, and build that relationship with Pat. But he's super talented with football on his hands, and he's he's been that way his entire life in his football career.
2: What are things you're uh, working on with Pat during the offseason this year, specific uh, things, as far as uh, instead of general improvement with him?
4: Sure. Um, yeah, I would say that for us, you know, he's – that He does so many things really well, so you want to try to find the things that he can either improve at or um, even if it's – you can always go back to footwork and timing with any quarterback, and we try to stress that. Uh, but at the same point in time, too, I think the other thing would be working with his progressions, getting to, to number three and four is always another thing that instead of maybe trying to force a throw here or there, which I thought he did a good job last year of, of making smart decisions, work into that third, fourth, and sometimes that fifth progression into play. So um, really in training camp, we'll, we'll really be able to focus on that with the pads. I just wanted to ask you about the makeup of the wide receiver. Obviously, you guys don't have maybe a clear cut, number one, but
3: t- traditionally it seems like some depth there.
4: How, how does that just affect like, <laughs> the offense when that is the main? Yeah, it's for it's competition. And I think any type of competition that you have always um, brings the best out of everybody. And the the one thing that you see w- with, you know, Coach Reed, Brett Veach, uh, Patrick, and what they've done over all this time together is um, no matter who it is, whoever the name is, uh, whoever the experience is, um, they do a great job of making it work for a lot of different reasons because of who they are. And and when you have a bunch of guys that come in that are competing for different spots, and um, it just it's fun because you feel the energy every single practice. There's no one taking a day off. They're out there. And now it's just a matter of um, working through what we worked through last year with Juju and Quez, that timing in the, during this time of OTAs, figuring that out with newer guys that have come in here. And, um, and that, that's to, as a coach, when you start putting in plays to try to get guys and see what they can do in certain routes, that's, that's what it's about, that process.
1: Matt, 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 there's a Andy always says that he really enjoys doing the scheme evaluation mm-hmm. after the season. Um, being in your previous role, doing the scheme evaluation, and then obviously being promoted to OC, mm-hmm. how did that best serve you as to how you want to make an imprint on the offense now?
4: Sure. Well. Again, everybody here knows, you know, I was fortunate enough to come in here in 2013 with Coach and, and kind of be there to, to to be a part of the process of implementing the system that we run. And that's evolved immensely in in the time, in that time till now. Um, but then you have the Schema valve. Every year is different. And um, we're really hard on ourselves um, to, to be in the top three every year in almost all categories. We want to do that. So but there's there's some areas of improvement that we have that we know we can get better at without telling the whole world we know what they are. And internally, we're working on that. And that's the challenging part that keeps you going as a coach and as a player wanting to be great in those, but not lose where you are really good situationally. So that that's, for me, just a part of the process.
3: Will we be able to see your fingerprints on this? Or I mean, just the average fan, are they going to be able to tell the difference
4: the offense? I don't think so. I think for, for us. Um, that's the the beauty of what Coach Reed does. This all starts and ends with him. And in the end, uh, you know what I think one of Coach's greatest strengths is is, is delegation. Um, he's really good at that because he trusts his his staff um, in all phases offense, defense, special teams. But um, at the same point in time, he also one of his greatest strengths is um, being able to adapt and change every year. So I just want to be able to help in that area. Just with every other coach that's in here, so I wouldn't necessarily go that far, but you there'll, there'll be some differences, and I think that's what keeps it exciting and new and fresh for everybody.
3: Last two, we'll go that.
4: Okay. And hey, coach, like
3: you mentioned, you got a young, fluid receiver group, mm-hmm. and you've also got Connor stepping up into a leadership role for that group. Sure. What do you see in him that tells you that you know, he's the right guy and the right coach for that group? Right
4: now? Yeah, that's a great question, and and Connor, I think, has. Um, internally, when we're in the building, we get to see every day how these coaches are in front of their players. And another thing that coach does is he does a great job in the offseason that, again, no one sees, but he gives a lot of um, uh, responsibilities to the young coaches. Quality control coaches, assistant coaches uh, by per, by position. Connor's done that, and I think what better way to interview for that type of position than doing it every day in your role that you're in, which was the last previous year, couple of years. So um, he, he Connor has great strengths. He's going to grow like all of us every year. He'll get better, but um, it's also the player's job too to know that and to help out and to help each other out. So that's that's the fun part. Okay.
3: Coach uh, Clyde obviously is coming into the series He's not going to get pick year option. He's had some highs and lows on the field, been hurt here and there. What have you seen from him this offseason, getting ready for this year, and what do you expect out of him? Yeah,
4: to- just a, a great attitude. I've always you know, respected him from afar. Um, when I was in Chicago, I just kind of noticed him as, as a player, and then when he came here to Kansas City and got drafted, and the process of where he was, and for me to meet him last year and see who he is, um, he's done a great job of just really um, focusing on right now. And everything he can in practice, in the in the meeting rooms, um, and just being a leader, you know, for for, for him to be able to uh, understand our role with him, his role with us, and um, it's a very por- important position. And his attitude has been phenomenal. Thanks, everybody. All right, good to see y'all.
0: Finally, let's hear from defensive coordinator Steve Spagnola, who shares his thoughts on many of the second-year players and newcomers.
5: Hello, ho hello, hello. Hello. Been a while, huh? Good to see everybody. Don't let me forget this, uh, Sid. All right, I, just great to be back out there. It was nice and humid today. Um, a little different than yesterday. Yesterday it was nice and cool. Today we got a little heat. We got a lot of work done. We've had a bunch of work done since we've last visited with uh, you guys and gals. And happy to be back here doing it. So with that, I'll just open it up.
3: You've got a, obviously, a couple of new faces from the defensive side. Just with the draft and everything. Can yep. so you kind of give us a... A little bit of an overview.
5: And Run down on all the guys? Not. They're all young. They don't know anything right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I mean, so obviously asking about Felix. We haven't seen a lot on him because he's been dinged up a little bit, so it's hard to tell. Um, listen, we've had uh, Chamari out there. He's slowly progressing. He made a really good play today. Nick Jones, right? Uh, Nick's playing some nickel for us, fittingly. Um, he's done some good things. coming from a smaller school, Ball State, right? Uh, BJ is one. I know I'm going to miss one, but BJ Thompson. But BJ's been really impressive. He's done some good things. He's a young, raw guy. We knew that going in. He, he stuck out today, made a play. And who's my fifth? DeAndre. Yeah, DeAndre, KC. I call him KC. Um, great job. You know, but just an energetic, passionate guy. You know, reminds me a lot of Colin Saunders, really. Um, same body type, and hopefully he can be the same kind of player. So. That's a little bit of a wrap up on those five draft picks, and then we got some other younger guys out there running around. It's listen, you guys have asked this before and been through it. There's a huge amount of volume thrown at them right now. Justin Reed went through it last year. Um, the vets that come in go through it, uh, and it takes a little while. We don't take that to the game, and all these young guys are kind of spinning and floating. But a little bit of smoothing out now. We went through, you know, phase one, just meetings. Phase two, we were doing walkthroughs. Then we get them out there going against our offense and. You know, They're, they're spinning, uh, but we're, we got through practice six today, so hopefully it's starting to smooth out a little bit.
3: Uh, question on two players How does Amenahu and then Tranquil fit in the mix for you, you think,
0: this year?
5: Uh, FAU, Amenahu, uh, Charles. Now, you know what I get messed up on? The Felix last name, the, the Charles, I'm with you. Okay, Charles and, and Drew. Uh, look, they're doing a great job. They're, they're terrific. Both those guys are pros, real intelligent football players. Really happy with what they've done to this point and where they're at. I'm glad we got them. Uh, I just think both of those guys elevate their positions. Uh, and I, I think that gives us a lot. We'll see how we work them all in. It's going to take a little while for that. Um, but right now, from what I've seen, Drew's made a lot of plays. You know, Ch- you know as a, for a lineman in these pack practices, you know we can't finish. You know, you got to stay away from the quarterback and they pull up. So it's a little bit tougher to tell there, but love the way both those guys operate.
3: When you, you throw all this stuff at them, I mean, you have the rookies all together at the beginning. So when they get around the veterans, it changes for them. Have you yeah. seen, generally speaking, what you'd like to see from that transition from inundating them with stuff and kind of going along the
5: learning process? Yeah, uh, each guy's different, right? Um, so they came in in the rookie mini camp, and now we stayed very basic there because they were going against the offense. And where it started to pile up for them was, they were home a week, I think. They went home a week, then they came back and they were one week of phase two. And we were like, we didn't slow down the veterans group. We didn't go back and slow down for them. They just had to pick right up. So they've been playing catch up from the beginning. And each guy's different. You know, some of the guys stand out and they're really sharp. Other guys, it takes a little while, but I do think for the most part, it smooths out. For these. You know what? When it typically smooths out is when they make that first really good play, right? And they get a little bit of confidence. Like I saw Mari make that, Chimari make that today. I'm, I'm hoping that that translates to him, get a little bit more confidence. These guys, more than anything when they come in here, gaining confidence is huge. It's huge. When
2: it comes to edge rushers, uh, you guys, since you've been here, brought in a number of guys late in the game, whether it's Terrell Suggs or Kevin Ingram or last year, yeah. uh, Carlos Dunlap. Um, I know that's Brett's deal, but if, if this is if, if this is your group, if this is who you go in the season with. You feel pretty good about that,
5: bunch? Yeah, right now. Now, listen, I still got to see. Uh, I mean, we know what George has been here, right? Mike Dana. We know. Uh, we we don't know Charles. I mean, we know what he didn't say. We don't know Felix, right? Way too early on that. Now, Malik Herring and Josh Kendo. I really, really am hopeful for those two guys to surface. They've been here for a while. They know what we're doing. But you know, it's up to them to take that next step. And both of those guys, I think, have done a really good job to this point. Those are the six I think we're talking about, right? But you're right. We uh, Thank God for Brett. In the last few years, we've been able to. Carlos, I think we got early, right? Some training camp or something. Um, and I'm sure we would try to do that again either way. Um, maybe, maybe, I guess, the hope is that we don't have to, right? Uh, that would be a good good problem to have.
2: Coach, when you look at your second-year DBs, like Brian, Jalen, and Joshua,
3: how much more comfortable do they look now than they did this time of
2: year? You can
5: just ask them. And Trent included, right? The five of them, NJ, is out there doing a great job. Now I sat sat with them and was somewhere with them a week ago, and they're like light years ahead. And they feel it, and it's different, and they're confident. The first day we went out there for a walkthrough, the communication and the – now, I'm including Justin reading that because last year was, was all new for him too, even though he was a vet. Uh, the system was new, and those guys just, from a verbal and uh, being kind of tied into that standpoint, they were just they were just gelling.
0: Coach, look, it looks like you have Nick Jones and, and Boodle working the inside right now. Yeah. Um, when it comes to top guys, I know they're not working, but do you anticipate McDuffie being that guy for this year? Yeah, I
5: mean, I, I think that we would never give up on always having Trent and LJ ready to play in there. Um, I don't think that'll change. Love for another guy to surface, you know, so that when we want to keep – LJ and Trent outside, somebody can go in there. Whether that happens or not, I don't know. If that doesn't happen, then one of those two will be in there, and a little bit will be depending on who we're playing, what the matchups are. But both those guys can play in there, and we're trying to find another one.
1: Coach, you saw how Justin Reed worked with Mont Hill last year, just from your perspective, how's he been with Brian Hood this time
5: around? Yeah, terrific. You know, Brian's one of those guys that uh, he's a bold, vocal guy. Uh, you know, even last year, I know he was kind of the third safety and kind of rolled in there on dime. But as a young guy a year ago, uh, I was impressed with how bold he was. Some of these guys come in. Some of these young guys are going through it right now, and they're in a position where they got to communicate, and they never, they don't want to make a mistake, right? So they they whisper it, you know, on hand. But the guys that will blurted out loud and proud whether they're wrong or whether they're right i like those guys uh, b cook was like that last year and he's kind of just carried that into this year those guys are working pretty good
0: together. all right appreciate it that'll do it for today and this week on sportsbeat kc thanks to monty davis who produced today's show and to our staff of randy mason jeff rosen and scott chasen I got to tell you, every morning I read it, I'm more convinced there is no better digital sports page in America than the Morning Sports Edition. You get complete coverage of the Chiefs, Royals, Sporting KC, the Current, the Colleges, and then national coverage of events like the NBA Finals and French Open. Today, there are 29 pages of sports coverage. Check it out at liveedition.kansascity.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back soon with another Sports KC, where we talk sports in Kansas City every day.